0: In the past, I always lost a couple of pounds here and there for a special occasion. But this time, I decided that I was no longer going to cut corners because I owed it to myself to lose the weight in a healthier way and to finally keep it off. And I later discovered that the key was creating healthier habits. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, author, and mind-body coach. And several years ago, I self-hacked my mind and my body to lose 30 pounds. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and weight loss habits, you'll also learn how to address the destructive habits and negative self-talk that lead to overeating and battles with your weight. The secret to losing weight and keeping it off is not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist and mind-body coach, Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in today. Today, I'm talking about willpower, the role it has in your life, the part it plays in your relationship with food and how to create healthy habits without willpower. Why do people struggle with willpower? Many people believe that they could improve their lives if only they had more of that magical power known as willpower. For example, in a survey done by the American Psychological Association, they asked about participants' ability to make healthy lifestyle changes. Survey participants regularly cite lack of willpower as the number one reason for not following through with such changes. Now, every day, in one way or the other, you exert willpower. You resist the urge to get a double chocolate muffin for breakfast or to grab a side salad when you really want the fries. But there's growing research that shows that repeatedly resisting temptation takes a mental beating. I love this quote from Charles Duhigg, the author of the book called The Power of Habit. He said, willpower isn't just a skill, it's a muscle. Like the muscles in your arms or legs, and it gets tired as it works harder. So there's less power left over for other things. Some experts, like Roy Baumeister, social psychologist and author of the book Willpower, have done extensive research, which also suggests exactly that: that willpower is like a muscle that can get fatigued from overuse. In one of Baumeister's earlier studies. He brought subjects into a room filled with the aroma of fresh baked cookies. We know how great that smells, right? The table before them held a plate of the cookies and also a bowl of radishes. Now, some subjects were asked to sample the cookies while others were asked to eat the radishes. Afterward, they were given 30 minutes to complete a difficult geometric puzzle. Baumeister and his colleagues found that people who ate radishes and resisted the enticing cookies gave up on the puzzle after about 8 minutes, while the lucky cookie eaters persevered for nearly 19 minutes on average. Drawing on willpower to resist the cookies, it seemed, drained the subject's self-control for subsequent situations. Since that study, there have been many others that talk about the effects of your willpower being worn down. Scientists have made some very compelling discoveries about the ways that willpower, self-control, and habits work. There are many studies that show that willpower can actually be strengthened with practice. This is done through habit formation. Going back to the book Willpower, authors Roy Baumeister, who is the Radish Study guy, and John Tierney found that people with strong self control spent less time resisting desires than other people did. People with good self control mainly use it not for rescue in emergencies but rather to develop effective habits and routines at school and at work. So in plain English here, habits eliminate the need for willpower and self-control. This is why habits are so crucial and why I wrote a book all about it. I'll place a link in the show notes so you can grab your copy. Here's the other thing about habits. Habits help us to conserve brain power and self-control. So yes, I get it. It does take self-control to establish the habit. But once that habit is in place, you're good to go. It's kind of like when you set up your DVR or PVR, whatever it's called these days to record your favorite shows each week. Habits make change easier by freeing you from decision making and exerting self-control. Here's the thing. You are the sum of your habits. Those things that you do consistently. So I believe that your health and your wellness, they aren't a destination like a lot of people think it is. It's a way of eating and living on a daily basis, doing those small things day in and day out on an ongoing journey to feel and be your best. So how can you resist that brownie or double chocolate muffin when faced with temptation? Let's chat about that for a sec. Okay, so going back to episode four, how to lose weight without diet or exercise, I talked about the habit loop, which is the way that habits both bad and good are developed. The habit-forming process is called the habit loop, and this loop consists of three things. The trigger, which is the thing that triggers the habit and tells your brain it's time to go into automatic mode and which habit to use. The routine, which is exactly what it sounds like. The routine is the behavior itself or the action that you take. Then there's the reward. The reward is the benefit you gain from the behavior and the thing that makes you want to repeat the habit. So you can think about this as your why, the thing that motivates you to do the behavior. Now, most people obsess over breaking bad habits when the focus should be on replacing bad habits. To change a bad habit, you must keep the old trigger and deliver the old reward, but insert a new routine. Then in episode 11, which was five sneaky habit triggers that derail your weight loss, I shared my story of a supplement that I had bought, but I could never remember to take it. So if you haven't listened to episode 11, basically what happened was, I was upset at myself because I bought this supplement. It's been like, I think I spent like 30 bucks on this bottle of omega-3 fish oil that was supposed to be really good for me, but I could just never remember to take it. So I decided that I needed a plan. I needed to make taking the supplement or I needed to link it to an already existing habit. Belly fat is a common struggle for people looking to lose weight. And it can also be harmful to your health. This type of fat is called visceral fat. And is a major risk factor for heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and other serious conditions. It can be tough to lose, but not impossible. Learn how you can burn belly fat and make it easier with my free guide: Seven Ways to Melt Your Muffin Top Fast, backed by science. You can find it over at TrudyEStone.com. I'll also drop a link in the show notes so you can grab it. Now, most people will tell you that if you want to exercise more or eat healthier, it's all about willpower. Well, they are wrong. Because trying to remember to do something like the case of my you know, little pricey omega-3 supplement or to get motivated to do something is the wrong way to go about building new habits. Now, if you wanted to get good at something or at least be consistent with it, like eating healthier, why the heck would you rely on motivation? So this is what brings us to the trigger, which is the most important part of the habit loop. The trigger for that new habit that you're trying to create is a crucial part of forming new or better eating habits. Having a good trigger or reminder in place will make it easier for you to create your new habit by linking that new behavior to something already set in your day, rather than relying on motivation or willpower. All right, so back to my omega-3 supplement example for a hot second. So I was feeling kind of crappy for spending money on the supplement that I wasn't taking and I decided that I needed to link that new behavior of taking the supplement to something that I was already doing that day. So that's when it hit me like an Arctic breeze on a cold winter day in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> the kitchen. OK, so every morning after I got dressed, the next thing that I did was head into the kitchen, right, turn on the light and then make a smoothie. So I decided that if I wanted to remember to take my omega-3 supplement, I needed to, to link it to making my smoothie. So ever since doing that, I've never missed a dose. And now I'm probably on my like 18th bottle of the stuff. Now, when building healthier habits, using this trigger is the easiest place to start. Habit stacking is one of the most powerful ways to build new habits without relying on willpower. You're probably already a habit stacker without even knowing it. When you brush your teeth, wash your face, have a shower and towel off, that's a habit stack. Basically, it's about grouping together small things into a routine which you link to an already existing habit. This powerful technique not only makes the behavior memorable, but it cements your new habit to an already existing trigger. All right, so let's talk about how to create healthy eating habits without willpower. That is why you tune into this episode, right? Okay, so here's the deal. Not too long ago, I was right where you may be as you're listening to this. I was 30 pounds overweight, I was overwhelmed, I was working well over 40 hours a week, and I was frustrated. I was feeling out of control, and I wasn't sure how I was gonna dig myself out. Since I was so busy with work, I was volunteering, I was single-handedly planning my own wedding, I was also going to school part-time in the evenings, I was eating out a lot, and also eating a lot of packaged food. Because I had zero time to throw together a meal, let alone a healthy one. But here's the thing. As I pictured myself in my wedding gown, walking down the aisle, I didn't like what I saw. In the past, I always lost a couple of pounds here and there for a special occasion. But this time, I decided that I was no longer going to cut corners. Because I owed it to myself to lose the weight in a healthier way and to finally keep it off. And I later discovered that the key was creating healthier habits. And I started by having control over one small thing and then worked my way up from there. This is where microhabits come in. A microhabit is a really small thing that you can do every day until it becomes a habit. It should be something so small that you can do it in like five minutes. So remember the habit loop I talked about earlier? Well, you need to have a trigger. Okay, so something visual to remind you to do that habit. Now, if we go back to the earlier example of taking my omega-3 supplement, I needed a trigger to remind me to take it, okay? So my trigger was my morning smoothie. To provide another example, when I was trying to lose weight, I wanted to get into the habit of exercising. So I would set an alarm on my phone to wake me up five minutes earlier to exercise. The alarm was my trigger. That's all I did. Five minutes of exercise that just literally consisted of doing jumping jacks and jumping rope in my backyard. I didn't start by saying that I was going to work out five days a week, an hour at a time, five minutes. That was it. The power with microhabits is in gaining momentum. Momentum creates motivation. I felt so proud of myself and so energized after five minutes of exercise that I worked my way up to 10 minutes and then 20. And then soon I was working out for 45 minutes several days a week. I was like, who is this maniac? So I didn't define it as a habit at the time. But what I did know was that it was becoming easier and easier to work out each week. I was also no longer relying on willpower and it became a routine. The great thing about building habits is that it gives you momentum in other areas of your life, too. I was so proud of myself for working out and taking care of my body that I instinctively began to look closely at what I put in my mouth and on my plate. Momentum is rocket fuel, baby. You see, when you try to make drastic changes in your life, it feels impossible. So either you won't do it at all, or you won't stick to it for very long. When you introduce change slowly, on the other hand, it makes it easier to stick to it. And each step you take builds more and more momentum, making it easier to be consistent and stick with the changes that you've made. No willpower required. Now let's talk about your environment for a second. There's one more factor I want you to consider when it comes to creating healthy habits without willpower. And that's your environment. I talked about this as well back in episode 11, five sneaky habit triggers that derail your weight loss. Here's the thing. Your environment is stronger than your willpower. If you think that your lack of willpower is the major reason why you can't eat healthy and break your bad habits, the bad news is you're wrong. The good news is there's an easier way. The flowers in your home, the candy bowl on your desk, or the fresh fruit on your kitchen counter are all a part of your environment. Each of these things triggers you to do different things, regardless of whether or not you feel motivated. For example, when I was losing weight, I had a huge sweet tooth and I always had cookies in the house. In fact, I kept them right in plain sight on the kitchen counter. So it was easy for me to reach for them when a snack attack hit. When I made the commitment to myself to stick to my weight loss goals, I replaced the cookies with my favorite fruit. I bought a nice bowl and kept it stocked with fresh fruit. You see what I did there? I replaced my bad habit instead of trying to completely break it. Whenever I felt like having a snack, I retrained my brain to reach for the fruit instead. Not having the cookies in the house also made this much easier since I didn't have to rely on an ounce of willpower. Environment or location is the most explosive trigger of mindless habits. My cookie conundrum is the perfect example. Grabbing a cookie when I sat down and watched my favorite TV show at night was a mindless habit. Most of the time, your habits and behaviors are simply a response to your environment. In order to be successful at replacing your bad eating habits, you need to minimize the steps required to replace that habit. A great place to start is in your kitchen. Your kitchen is a sacred space. It's the heart and soul of your home. It's the place where you keep the ingredients that will make delicious meals that will nourish you and help to transform your habits and ultimately your body. Having health-promoting ingredients in a well-organized kitchen will remove willpower from the equation and take the stress out of staying on track with achieving your health and weight loss goals. Ask yourself, what's one thing I can do to create a no-fail environment so that I don't have to rely on willpower? I'd love it if you left me a review on iTunes and also share the answer to this question with me so that I can cheer you on.